Today on Shattered to Mold, we chat with our guest about the science and mechanics of manifestation and how the mind can be leveraged in ways that most people never realize, even for changing your physical conditions within the body. So don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shattered the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. And, you know, this is a, an interesting one. We've never had an episode like this where the timing of this is actually coming out where um, a special live training by the guest is going to be occurring uh, within a couple of days. So this is obviously episode 59. And if you go to the page while this episode had just come out, you can actually get yourself in on that training. But after it's done, which I think will be on August 19th, uh, the link will probably go down. So again, another brief, another new thing that we've never had on the show before. But uh, this should be an interesting one. And I think after listening to the interview, I think you'll definitely be intrigued about checking out the training as well. But uh, with that said, before we dive into the interview, quick thank you. Uh, just update regarding the YouTube channel. We're up to 451 subscribers as I'm recording this, meaning it'll be even more when you're hearing this. And, you know, that's you know, you think about it, it's it's a small number in YouTube world, but just, you know, when you stop and think also that each subscriber is an individual person who is excited enough about the content and the channel to subscribe, and considering the how young the channel really is right now, I'm super pumped about that, and I'll be giving you guys updates as we move forward because, you know, 500 is a huge milestone, 1,000 is a huge milestone, and then it only gets bigger from there, so I'm pretty excited. Obviously, you know, the feedback has been wonderful. If you check out the videos, you see a lot of positivity in the comments. People are really pumped by the style and delivery of the information. And of course, you know, it goes hand in hand with the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, which that was my thing. I wanted to make sure that the content was delivered in a clear, easy, user-friendly, actionable way. So I'm really happy to be able to maintain that standard of quality across different platforms and across different content experiences for people. So uh, that's all I'll say about that. Again, thanks so much for all the support from everyone regarding the book, regarding the YouTube channel, regarding this podcast. And, you know, I hope to continue to try to reward that with uh, as much positive, as much useful, as much helpful content as possible, which basically segues us right into this next interview. So I'm going to switch mics up, waste no more time, and let's dive in with Stephanie. Okay, so it's not the easiest thing coming up with an intro for today's guest because a lot of what she does is honestly so dynamic that it often transcends the labels that you might put on it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to keep it reasonably simple and then we could just expound on it as we talk things over. Today, we've got the founder and CEO of ManifestingSecrets.com. And while that name probably makes it clear that a lot of what she does involves the law of attraction, today's guest goes a step further and leverages the power and mechanics of the mind, walking her clients through a process of self-improvement and self-discovery, which relies on neuroplasticity, among other ideas and modalities, in order to help them experience profound, lasting identity level change and level up their lives. And I just realized that intro isn't so basic after all. So let's just go straight to the source instead and welcome Miss Stephanie Perucci to the show. Steph, thank you so much for being here and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. And that was a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> cool. So 
Oh, so many things I want to ask you. Um, and there's so many directions we want to go in. And it's, um, and we, we are, I guess we'll start off this way. We had a great chat already yesterday where you featured me as a guest in your Facebook group, Manifesting Secrets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was always, I'm always been so impressed by people that run groups that way, because for me, it feels like there's so much bandwidth required to get that going. But I kind of look at you and, and the little that we've interacted, it's obvious that you have a genuine passion, but yeah. also more importantly, like a real aptitude for communicating the concepts that you need to. Uh, I'm wondering, like, what inspired you to go in this direction to begin with? Mm, it's a funny story. I actually was hired to, I do a lot of, I I did a lot of business coaching and a lot of us with information products started helping people run small businesses while we were simultaneously building our own. So someone hired me to um, build a manifestation summit for her. And it was more based off of movement and lifting weights. And it was, um, it was called move to manifest. Well, the problem is <laughs> the client, um, she, she couldn't run, she couldn't run it as a business and she made a lot of, um, big mistakes. I didn't end up getting paid for the gig. However, I saw in my passion to help this client, how valuable a Facebook summit could be. So out of the blue, I did a three-day warning to my Instagram followers. I said, I'm going to do a five-day manifestation summit on Facebook. A lot of my personal Facebook friends came. A lot of Instagram people who had been following me for years came. And the reason I like it is because it's more interactive. Instagram is a one-on-one platform. I interact with people. They message me back or they comment back. Facebook people are commenting with one another and building relationships. People from that original five-day summit have been on dates together. Like it, it facilitated this incredible intimacy with a group of people. And so ironically, after 10 years in marketing, it was my very first time getting involved in a Facebook group um, and, and facilitating that intimacy. And it has been very powerful. Mm. I can only imagine. And I'm assuming that's, this is before manifestingsecrets.com, correct? I had no product. Mm. This was literally me interviewing neuroscientists, epigeneticists, love coaches, wealth coaches, entrepreneurs, um, and just saying, hey, can you provide a bunch of great content on Facebook? And now naturally, um, all of those people are also marketers. Or if they're doctors, I explained what we do. And they allowed me to turn that into a fantastic product. And the product just launched in March. So I've been building the community and the relationships with the community since 11-11-2019. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) It's a date too good to pass up. Seriously. Um, Yeah. I'm like 11-11 of 2020. After everything we've been through, it's going to be like a gala. Like it's going to (laughs) be the biggest celebration of the world. It's going to break the internet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So it was just a really, um, it was a fantastic way for me before a product to build the brand, you know, and you, you read like what Ryan Levesque says in the ask method and you read about all these entrepreneurs building the audience before they build the product. And so that's what I did was I took all of the data, the Intel from that 11, 11 summit 
um, now eight months ago, which is surprising, but I took all the data from the 1111 summit and built the product around what people actually wanted. Mm. Um, so I had already worked with the neurofunctional Institute. Um, so I already had a framework for the neuroplastic, um, uh, processes and modalities and systems and blueprints that I was going to give people. But I, I discovered how to write the product based off what people were really concerned about through that 1111 summit. And it was fantastic. We had a thousand people um, on and off participate. And even though it was a brand new group, you know, I started it maybe on the 8th. By the 11th, I had a thousand, maybe 1300 people already joining. And, and wow. you know, I was getting 400, 500 views on the video in no time. And that was wow. just with no, no affiliates, no marketing, no product, just saying, hey, I'm going to give as many people as show up um, access to some of the most brilliant minds in health, wealth, love, and happiness manifestation. And you can pop on anytime you want. All you got to do is join the group. So it was fantastic. And, you know, I, um, before the product, before the product even launched, I was making, you know, a few grand a month semi-passively from people in the group who said, wow, I love what you did. I want you to help me with my business and my startup. So it immediately had a pop, had some um, revenue coming in from the group, from people wanting business coaching or, um, from people wanting to know how to build a brand and, and who watched me build a product alongside of me. Mm, that's really interesting. And with all these people that kind of came to the party, were they all in your network already? Or was this like a word of mouth thing where new people kind of came into your sphere of influence? Well, surprisingly, it was mostly people who knew me or knew of me. Mm. So I would say it was half people who knew me through the yoga community and half people who knew me through um, personal friends and family. Um, I did have, you know, maybe a hundred people from my Instagram accounts bump over there <laughs> and they, and they joined as well, but it was, it was mostly familiar um, participants, which I wouldn't have, I had a limiting belief. I didn't think that I would ever monetize the group from you know, because it was all people that I was pretty intimately familiar with. Right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because there's, it's, you know, whether it's true or not, we put this limit or this block in place where it's a different conversation of selling somebody that you know on something. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's other people in the world where like those are the only people they want to sell to and they don't know how to sell to a stranger. So right. it's funny the blocks that we put in front of ourselves. And obviously, <laughs> since I know like a lot of people listening to this are entrepreneurs, I just want to highlight the really cool fact here that, well, one, a lot of these people came from an interest that you already had in your life, which was yoga. You're already a deeply, like you're deeply engaged in that art. We'll call it an art. We also call it a practice. Mm -hmm. And through that, you already had like a lot of friends that were already in line and in sync with the kind of thing that you were offering already. But also more importantly, it sounds like without the motivation or goal or even like inkling that you're going to monetize you just had this experience for people where you happen to learn their frustrations. You learn their questions. You basically had them inadvertently teach you how to build the best product, not only to serve them, but that they would want to buy. That's what I get from this conversation so far. It was unbelievable when I launched my first yoga mastermind in that group. Hmm. And now mind you, it's only 1700 people still. I haven't bought any traffic. I haven't done any affiliate stuff. It's, it's still a very small group, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to teach people the art of tethering 
yoga to manifestation and specifically call it a, a yoga group and get um, a yoga alliance certification for continuing education. And that was like a five hour experience. It was very fast. It took no time at all. And, um, and, and we did, you know, a $25,000 launch on a, on a mastermind just through that group, wow. just, a, just a couple weeks ago. So the group is spending money. They're investing in my work and my, and, 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 and the products that I put out there. So even though it's a small, small audience and it's only been there for eight months and we haven't really launched a product in there or done affiliate traffic or, you know, we don't have big numbers, but it's still, um, there's still revenue coming in while I build the manifesting secrets product, which is now launched, but <laughs> right. well, let's talk about that because like, as I understand that this goes really deep and again, like I said, in the intro, you hear manifesting, you hear that word and you think law of attraction, which as I understand it, you're on board with, but oh, also yeah. it's, it sounds to me like you take this on a deeper level because most manifestation programs or books or, or anyone like teaching that myself included doesn't usually go into the realm of the psycho like physical scientific human psychology which it sounds like you do like in terms of neuroplasticity in terms of changing the way the like the mind based on the way the mind functions changing the way it structurally thinks so that it's going to invite that energetic level of manifestation and through like through a different mindset is that a, a good safe way of describing what you do it's a really really accurate way of describing what i do the neuroscientists that I worked with, one of them was the CEO of the Neurofunctional Institute. She's fascinating. Um, there's a really quick Today Show interview you can see that summarizes her work. Um, and then the other woman that I worked with was actually kind of the um, uh, her, her mentee. And they once described neuroplasticity simply like this. Neuroplasticity is changing the brain through mental intention. Done. You know, and a lot of people think that mindset, positive thinking, that these are superstitious or that these are um, kind of esoteric principles. I think what makes my program so unique is I just help people to understand that your mindset has a physical ramification in your brain. So your mindset actually creates or tears down neurological pathways. There's structures in the brain that we um, build or tear down based off of our thoughts. However, to get to the place where you change your brain involves a lot of conscious work. And when I say conscious, I don't mean ordinal. I'm better than you because I'm conscious. I mean conscious, meaning I'm a critical observer of my life. I'm a witness of my life. And so the hardest thing that people do is to identify what the bad programs are. And, and, and it, you would think that rewriting neural pathways is difficult. It's actually really simple. <laughs> but identifying the limiting beliefs, the self-sabotaging behaviors, some of them you don't know you're doing. Mm. You know, so for me, I had two marriages. I was divorced twice by the time I was 33. Is the is the what's the factor? Is it that I chose bad husbands or is it that I had a serious relationship problem which was a thought problem? It was right. definitely the latter. And so neuroplasticity gives you the power to look at your life and say, I'm constantly poor. I constantly get in bad relationships. Or in my case, when I get divorced, I walk away penniless. What am I doing? 
what's my what's my money limiting belief you know and that's another one that i dealt with was my money limiting belief you know why am i getting married living in these five million dollar houses and then walking away and living um you know in in, in a hotel for 90 bucks a night barely scraping by with my kid you know so i have had so the ability to observe the things in your life that you want to change and then just use a really simple process to change them now it's simple but it takes a while so Mm. we're talking eight to 20 weeks to change one thought got it got it (laughs) meaning you want to make sure you find a really important thought because that one thought can be a huge foundation of either success or failure absolutely thoughts are really funny Thoughts are, in, th- thoughts are incredible because the way that a thought works, if, if you kind of look at it, it's like you have a big tree, right? Like, and each tertiary thought, um, actually, really, your material world is like branches of that thought, you mm-hmm. know, but the, but, but the thought is really the structure. The thought is what everything else is hinged upon. And so when you can change, so my mantra since January of 2020 was I have plenty of time. Because I kept telling myself, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you before, but my mantra every single day, I look in the mirror and I say, well, I say a few things in the mirror and and that's in my program and there's a reason I do it. But I say, Stephanie, you have plenty of time. You have plenty of money. Those are the only two things I say. And then periodically I look in the mirror and say, you don't have to age. Your body is a self-healing machine. There's things that I tell myself when I look in the mirror, but the number one thing that I say every single day, and it'll probably, I have plenty of time and I have plenty of money will more than likely be my mantras for this entire um, 2020 year. Right. Which someone listening may be like, oh my God, the whole year. Whereas another person would hopefully be like, well, that's cool because within a year, those are two really important things to get over and reset your brain on. I'll take three years and I'll say the same mantra for three years if it takes three years, because imagine what happened, especially for me as a single parent when COVID hit, you know, my son is out of school. And so all of a sudden I went from, I just launched a product and then we go into lockdown the week before I launch. Hmm. So I launched the product and now the CEO is running the daycare. What does that do for your company? Right. So for me, that mantra was such a gift from God that, that I believe that source impressed upon me back in January. Hey, prepare yourself because you think you're short on time now, mama. <sighs> Things about to get really interesting. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's interesting because people that hear about this that aren't on board, they're, they're missing so many different things. And um, I'll invite you to correct me on any part where you disagree here. But, and I don't know if you've ever read Shad Helmstetler. Um, but like the mind is really a supercomputer, meaning this whole thing about like, I have more than enough money. It isn't just a thing where like you're, you're brainwashing yourself and then that's it. It's a thing where you're giving your mind, your very powerful supercomputer subconscious mind, which can figure out a lot of things that you can't figure out, including regulating your heartbeat and your lungs and everything else. You're giving it the instructions on what it should be doing in terms of pulling strings of getting you that condition of having enough money, being well off, being healthy, being in a happy relationship, all these different things. I think a lot of people miss the fact that, you know, for example, I I said this in in an interview recently, if you're going for a job promotion and you get that across to your subconscious mind, 
all of a sudden, without even realizing it, you're going to be standing with more pride. Your, your voice, there's going to be a cadence to it that um, emotes confidence. People are going to be more impressed by you. If you have to go in and work on a Saturday, it won't bother you. You'll be resilient. Like all these little things that will be going on that you won't even realize because this is the power of the mind. And if you want to take it in also the esoteric world, you know, the fact that there are energies and frequencies, if you believe in that sort of thing, like your mind is actually reaching out and touching that also because it's emitting a frequency because the thought is a frequency. And I'm saying this really long winded, but I think the beauty of this is you can believe in one of those things or both of those. But the real truth is no matter what you believe in, if you really do change your thoughts in a certain way, you are going to see results just the way bench pressing weights is going to see results in your body physically. Right. There's, there's no question that you can literally use manifestation all day, every day, walking into a job interview, walking into the coffee shop this morning, even, you know, one of the things that, uh, so I encountered a limiting belief and, and, and I'll be very specific. So the, the limiting belief was it, you're not going to find a place in Aspen. That's three blocks from the grocery store, three blocks from the art museum, four blocks from the public library in Aspen, Colorado. It's, it's as expensive as Manhattan, sometimes more. Hmm. with a toddler that has one or two bedrooms within your price range. And that was the first thing that I woke up and I'm like, Oh, I got to, Oh, <laughs> you know, like it, I felt it in my body. I was just like, Oh, I, I feel this, this weight of like, what am I going to do? And I just got on the phone and I called maybe four or five different, um, different representatives for these, uh, for these units. And I said, hi, I'm Stephanie Burgi. I am so excited that you're taking my call today, you know, like whatever. And I, um, but before I got on the phone, I rehearsed not only what I was going to say, but what they were going to say in return. Mm. And I rehearsed exactly how that conversation was going to look. Literally first phone call, three people that I spoke with today, about four different units. One woman has two units. Every one of them took their price down between 250 and $400 a month. It's not a lot, but they were like, whoa, we would love to have someone like you in here. You know what I mean? Oh, you need us to sell the furniture and take the TVs off the wall? Absolutely, we could make that happen. We would really love to have someone, you know, but, in, but before I got on the phone, I rehearsed all of that in my head and it gave me this incredible boost of confidence. Now, to completely eradicate that root problem, which is I have a limiting belief about, what I can accomplish in Aspen, Colorado, you know, in an apartment situation, whatever, that might be something that has a root, a much deeper root, which is a money issue of mine, you know, or maybe even it's a confidence issue of mine. Um, But you can, even without the eight to 20 week time that it takes to create new structures, you can still practice living and manifesting new thoughts, even, even if it's an effort. Yeah. But and the goal is to make it subconscious as opposed to conscious. The goal is for manifestation to be like so easy. I'm living this happy life. Doesn't matter what's going on around me. I am at peace and I am in abundance and things are rolling into my life and I'm just in a state of receptivity. Right. It's like your, your program goes through a methodical process that makes it automatic. But along that path, it's still important to kind of like acknowledge when good things happen that normally wouldn't have happened or have gratitude for them. And uh, John Carlton, he used to call this stuff, uh, he used the word spooky. 
Like sometimes you might try something like this for the first time and you'll get a result and it's almost intimidating to be like, is this like a real thing? But this doesn't line up with my identity of a cynical realist jaded person. It's very easy to kind of like, you know, toss things aside. I imagine that even though people are going to get there no matter what, if they follow through on the process, like what you're describing, it's going to be way easier with way less friction if they're willing to have an open mind and dive in with two feet, knowing that something might happen on day one or week one as well. Mm, it's um, the kind of thing where there's this, there's, so there's this aversion to the fake it till you make it concept, right? So is that dishonest? Are you really, are you, are you really changing pathways if you fake it till you make it? So I'm actually, because I understand things like mirror neurons. And because I understand a lot of the brain structure, um, I believe that from a scientific perspective, faking or, or walking the walk, you know, even, even if your mind hasn't fully, even if your ego isn't fully agreeing with you, walking that walk and stepping into that life and looking at people in the eye like you are you know, a mega, mega millionaire and they want what you've got and you are so capable and so reliable and so worthy and walking around with that, even if you have to kind of force yourself to feel that for a little while, it really will take effect over time to where it becomes your baseline. The yes. first thing I played around with with neuroplasticity was confidence. And I still lack confidence sometimes. I still have a little bit of um, social anxiety periodically. Um, and, and, and I still have some perfectionism, which is an expensive issue to deal with with my life coach. But um, that, that all is a process that over time, it used to be, for instance, it imprisoned me. It paralyzed my entire life. And then I realized that, wow, this, this confidence is actually one of the biggest keys to manifestation, to changing my mind, to changing my material world. Confidence mm -hmm. is acting out your thoughts. It doesn't mean you feel good about yourself. It means you have the confidence to do something. Confidence is a verb. And I think mm -hmm. that it's one of the best ways to change the brain is to act confidently and even if you don't believe what you're selling in terms of even if you don't love yourself to, to get out there and, and come and, and take the steps toward what you want. Um, eventually it becomes easier and easier and easier. It's amazing. I just spent two years with a client just working on confidence. Hmm. And, and I'm sure it's paying off and I'm sure it's more than worth it. Oh yes. He, he was like 23 years stuck in the same industry bad relationships, constantly, you know, um, having um, uh, infidelity issues. And it was all lack of confidence and a lack mm. of communication. Mm. So, yeah, got but it. got out of the 23-year rut, started a new business, you know, and, and yeah, it, 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 it's, um, it's a journey that's so worth taking. People want the magic pill that's a three month fix or a 30 day fix or a 15 minute fix. But you know, if you really want to be a rock star and, and have the, if you're looking at the long-term game, you'll give it some time. Right. Yeah, there's two things that came to mind as you were saying that. First of all, you said fake it till you make it. <laughs> Excuse me. So um, I think it's also important because like language is important. So people hear the word fake 
and automatically it puts them in the wrong place. And I hear the, the process you were describing, and I was even typing this as you said it, like this sounds to me like this is um, experience rehearsal or moment rehearsal. Like you are rehearsing toward the real life manifestation of that experience that it's actually going to happen. I think if people think of it in that way, rather than being fake, it's like the same thing, only it's the, the language of it and the idea behind it is more of the certainty of like, no, this is going to happen. This is just the process by which you invite it way more easily. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's it's a process. Yeah. It's a process to invite, um, invite the, hmm, how do you say it? you're inviting that spirit of receptivity or whatever. And, and a lot of it goes back to visualization. And as you know, I'm a big fan of visualization. And we've talked about before my morning routine of, of playing, of role-playing with, with the people that I'm going to interact with mm-hmm. um, and uh, role-playing anything from a first date to a client that I'm going to talk to on the phone. Um, but one of the things that that's interesting is when you visualize things, your brain says, Oh, I've been there before, you know, and you feel more comfortable and you are more in your parasympathetic nervous state when you're visualizing something and your brain feels safe and you, and you usher your brain into a safe outcome or a successful resolution to something. The reason for this is our brain does not differentiate between what is in the quote material, which we know is not much material, the material world, mm-hmm. um, and what it sees. This is right. a reason that men have such a problem, for instance, um, and women too. I mean, children now, it's so sad. Like these, these boys are coming out of high school with erectile dysfunction. Um, but when people look at pornography, one of the reasons that it's so exciting is because you're like, Ooh, you know, uh, you got the menu of sexual fantasies that you want, but your brain thinks they're real when you're watching them on your phone or your computer. And this is why we have epidemic sexual dysfunction, not just in relationships, but in erectile dysfunction. And, um, and, um, it's because when your brain is like, yeah, today on lunch break, I got to have this experience with this fantasy with multiple people. And then you go home to your husband or wife and you're like, your brain is going, uh, I just had caviar and now you want to go to McDonald's. Right, (laughs) (laughs) right. right. Yeah. It makes, it makes sense. So your, your brain really can't differentiate. And then one of the other reasons that I really love visualization is, is not just because you can trick your brain, right? So we're on this fake it till you make it philosophy, which I think is very amazing. And, and, and it's not like, you know, the little, the little princess poodle business coach that I see on Facebook all the time, like half the people that I know call themselves business coaches and they're like, I made a million dollars, you know, my, my third month and they're taking fake pictures on private jets. That's lying. I'm not talking lying. I'm talking about actually tricking your brain. Do you cuss on this show? Go for it. Make your brain your bitch. Okay. Your brain is your bitch, but you got to understand how to trick it how to play with it, how to, how to um, manipulate your brain. And I know that's aggressive, assertive language, and I don't have a problem with that because your brain is so malleable. Mm-hmm. And one of the best ways that it is malleable is when you see something, you um, engage uh, functions in your brain that, want to, that feel empowered to imitate it. So that's why neuroplasticity is used to heal people with injuries and even paralysis to help them move again. 
vision mm. boards are so powerful. I'm, I'm pointing at my vision board on the. <laughs> oh, nice. Had right behind the backdrop there. Nice. I like it. I like it. Yeah. But, um, but so I, um, so vision boards are powerful for the same reason mm. you until you make it, you look at these images. I'm looking at my Tesla. I'm looking at my big retreat center. I'm looking, you know, at super soul Sunday. I'm looking at, you know, being on the cover of entrepreneur magazine. And now my brain has this thing called a reticular activating system, which I know, you know, all about from your work with the law of attraction. Now my brain is going, Oh, wait, Stephanie is validating that that's the truth. Stephanie is validating that that's where we're going. And it's my job because my brain is my bitch. It's my job to get her to that goal. She's made it very clear this is where she's going. And so you'll scan your environment subconsciously for all the pieces to the puzzle to make these things a reality, whether it's a white Tesla or, you know, a, a wedding, you know, a wedding in, in New Zealand or whatever the heck you want. And um, and so that that's all the, the the different tools that we use that are neurological tools that we use to um, make our uh, subconscious or to consciously rewire that subconscious um, brain to materialize the things that we want. Right. Right. So interesting. You hear you say like, you know, make your brain your bitch because like when you think about it, someone's got to be the bitch. It's either you or your brain, but someone's got to be the bitch in the relationship. Right. And the really cool thing is, you know, we say make it your bitch, but not from an abusive uh, perspective, meaning technically when you use an intelligent strategy and methodology to make your brain your bitch, you're actually making your brain your friend because yeah. not only is it serving you really well, but it's serving itself well because it's enabling your happiness and therefore your survival, which it has hand in hand with you, even if it doesn't realize it right away. I always tell people in my business coaching, find something you would die for and sell it with your soul. I have a very masculine approach to business. And it's because I envision myself, I'm a masculinely identified woman for sure. I have more masculine tendencies, but I don't look and I don't resonate with the message of like, I really hope I can bring love and light to the world, even though mm. I'm a very competitive yogi. I look at the world and I go, I am a warrior and this is a fight. This is a war. Okay. So I want to, even if it's something as absolutely crazy, spiritual woo woo is like, seeing an animal spirit. Like, I mean, yeah. everything to me is this war and the war that I'm called, I'm an evangelist for an awakening. I'm an evangelist for the awakening. If there is an awakening, I'm sure there's been many, you know, across right. time, but I really look at this and I use aggressive, assertive language because when I think about people who are lonely, depressed, stuck in poverty, having bad relationships, beating their wives or, or taking drugs and, and zoning out. To me, my life is fighting a war. And yeah, it's actually really fun. You know, it doesn't, even though I use such assertive language, it's not yeah. because I'm angry, but, but in a way, I guess I am like righteously angry that um, something very scary is happening. And, and the, the person who's popularized this concept is Dr. Bruce Leipton. Um, but all the neuroscientists talk about it, you know, Dawson, um, Church and, and Joe Dispenza and all of them. And 95% of everything that we do, not think, but do, the way that I talk to you 
the words that I say on this podcast, the way that I drive to Aspen later, everything I do, 95% is coming from subconscious programs. Mm -hmm. And the scary thing that, that a lot of people are finally becoming familiar with, which is so great for me, um, great for my business, <laughs> is people realize that those programs were downloaded or programmed into us before we were age seven. Your beliefs, right. your behaviors, your habits, anything that you do, good or bad, even your wealth codes. Right. And so, um, you know, Dr. Lichten says um, the Matrix is, is, is not science fiction. It's a documentary because we are, for all intents and purposes, robots. 95% of every thought we think and everything we do in conjunction with those thoughts is on a subconscious program. And our subconscious mind takes in 40 million bits of data per second. And our conscious mind only takes in 40. So we are basically just what we eat, how we cook, everything is going on a subconscious program. And that's why this, this rewiring of the mind is so critical because or else you are going to stay real stuck. Right. Yeah. You have no chance (laughs) of a better life. So the, the takeaway that I get from, from what you're saying there is like, like, listen, this is a fucking epic battle. Yeah. But that's okay because everyone here in many ways is a physical and spiritual warrior in ways that they might not acknowledge, but ways that are there. And the only, all they need to do, they don't need to get depressed. They don't need to get down on themselves. They don't need to feel sorry for themselves. They just need to realize that there is so much access to so much potential. They, yeah. they can reach so much more easily than they ever could have imagined. All it really needs is, like you said with the Matrix, choice. They just need to make that choice and then lean in. And whether it's your program or someone else's, it's about finding the tools that are going to help them on that pathway and get them across the finish line. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's funny that you're saying this because I can't stop thinking of your book where you have one of my favorite quotes I've read and I read at least a book a week. I think you do too. We're both really, you know, reading a lot, it seems, from our conversations, but it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes I've read all year, and it was, you're a spiritual warrior, and I'm paraphrasing your quote, but I'll still attribute it to you. Thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll take the glory. It's all good, even if it's not mine. (laughs) You're a spiritual warrior, and your life is your weapon, and when you said that, I, I mean, my heart stopped, because that's exactly the way that I've been looking kind of at my life, and I think for people like us, one of the reasons that we feel this compulsion, this motivation, um, almost like aggressiveness towards success mm-hmm. is because we know that we are um, going to succeed so that others can succeed. And that's kind of the image that you just put in my head. I hope I'm reading what you said, right? But yeah, the, image, yeah. the image you put in my head is like, so do you know what 25%, maybe 35% of my sales are right now? This is crazy. And granted, it's a new product. It's a new program. Um, People from my hometown. Interesting. Who've been looking at me on Facebook and going, what the actual fuck? A little girl, I'm five feet tall, a little girl from Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not young, but she's living in Aspen. She grew up in Elk Grove Village. She, wait, she grew up in Elk Grove Village and she's, this is her fifth company that she started. She's written how many and published nine books 
Like, how the fuck does someone from Elk Grove, Illinois succeed like that? Right, because right. most people in my town, the it's the 1950s. The women are becoming nurses or teachers, and the men are in some blue-collar trade. That's just how I grew up. Most of us, most of us lived barely scraping above the poverty line. A very hard time to pay electric bills, gas bills, you name it. So for, for me to live this life, like, yeah, could I find some man and like live up on a mountaintop and like garden and, and ski and be a poodle all day? Absolutely. I did it for a few years and I wanted to jump off a balcony <laughs> because it right. didn't feel like the impact that I could and should make. So when I finally started to step back into my power after a few years of, uh, of, of trying to, to silence this voice within me to, to be like the great wife, you know, <laughs> like, and, uh, cause that was my program. That's what women did in my town mm. and in my family. And oh my goodness, it, it's literally, I would go as far as to say it like rewrites generational curses. It's like yeah. unbelievable for people to see that or for people to see you with the entrepreneur podcast in the, in the books, like for people to see you and I don't know what your background is, but how many guys maybe are driving trucks or how many guys that you grew up around, maybe you grew up in country clubs and boarding schools. That's fine. Great. You still are making an impact, but even more excitingly for me is when someone can literally come out of the sticks and be like, yeah, I created all this between my ears, not because I'm smarter, but because I knew how to leverage and make my brain my bitch. Mm, I love it. I love it. Um, I don't think I asked you yet. What is the name of the product? What's the official name of it? The official name of the product is Manifesting Secrets. Cool. Yeah. And um, it's, you know, I played around with um, calling it like brain training. Um, and um, But right now it's just Manifesting Secrets because I am really committed to people getting involved with the longer process of, of rewiring the brain and everything the Neurofunctional Institute helped me to learn. But um, yeah, so there are actually six tertiary sub products or bonuses within the program. One of them is, is um, 90 days of affirmations. They're awesome. Mm. Um, so they're not your main mantra and I'll distinguish that in the program, but they're not your main mantra every day. Like mine is I have plenty of time. Um, and now I'm transitioning to, I have plenty of money too, but, um, the we have 90 days of, of guided affirmations, you know, and, and all of them are recorded with um, like a high vibrational, the I think it's the 528 megahertz frequency. So they're all recorded with a really, um, you know, enlivening, rejuvenating um, frequency behind them. And then there's a meditation program. There's actually a yoga program. And it's not like, you know, um, sit in chair pose for, for five minutes and hold it vinyasa type stuff. It's, it's, it's movement to integrate the left and right hemispheres of the brain, um, to help initiate self-healing. Um, there's a wealth program, there's a love program. So within the program, there's lots of different like packages, so to speak, Right. But it can be best summarized, um, 
it can be best summarized as, uh, as basically it's taking a sledgehammer to all the negative thoughts that you have and rewriting them. And we'll go through everything from your love, your wealth, your health, and your happiness because right. so some... loneliness is, is a huge cause for addiction. Oh, sure. And it sounds like in many ways, these are interconnected, but also self-contained, meaning mm-hmm. if your money's all worked out, you can just do the, the love content. Right, or vice exactly. versa. Um, but, you know, so just because I'm, I try to anticipate what my listeners might be asking based on things that the guests always say, you brought up um, two physical issues through here. Well, probably more than two, but two that's really stuck out. You brought up an example of someone, I think, being like wheelchair bound. Mm-hmm. And you also brought up erectile dysfunction. I'm yeah. wondering, do your program, I think it's pretty clear and obvious. Like if someone has an addiction issue or a mental or psychological issue, this is a resource. Does your program also serve as a resource or solution or go-to for someone that has erectile dysfunction or someone like in a wheelchair, which is obviously way more dramatic? Like does your program address that kind of thing? Yes. My, my customers right now have everything from paralysis to polio to alcoholism. Um, and they use my program in conjunction with the Neurofunctional Institute. So I will refer people over to the Neurofunctional Institute and our programs um, are designed to um, correspond with one another. So I'm working on the deep philosophy work, the mindset work. And I have worksheets and it's like, for me as a marketer, I'm like, no way. There's no way I'm going to put a worksheet in this program. People want the 15 minute fix, but I couldn't get away from it because it really works. So I have a lot of people who have um, had addictions or even um, you know, physical ailments. Um, like I said, I have someone with polio that just joined a couple months ago and, um, they joined the program to get their mind geared up to initiate healing in their bodies. And so we do work in conjunction with the neuroscientists and the, and, and the, um, the, the, the team of healers. Um, so it's, 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 um, right now I have actually an intimate relationship. Like I will, call every single person and I hope I can do this forever but I call everyone who signs up and they say um you know I'm in a relationship with a narcissist and I feel like you know I feel like I'm walking on eggshells you know then I'll be able to provide a resource for them or a contact or someone in my network who's going to give them like a smoking hot deal um to do some supplementary work so we have a really intimate relationship with healers and coaches and counselors um who contributed to the program most people who join these programs they're going to want to go on and do it yourself, pace yourself type of uh, thing. But some people are, are taking this work and using it in conjunction with actual counselors and medical professionals. I'm not a medical professional, but what I did discover, and the reason I started Manifesting Secrets is because 15, mm, nope, probably closer to like 18 months ago now, um, I had uh, slipped a disc in my back and broken my foot twice. And I was um, under a... I, I had a really um, sh- jaw-dropping, gross details, family tragedy happen, like really scary. Um, and for a period, I, I thought, you know, in dealing with uh, everything that was, was going on with my family, I, I, I literally thought I was going to lose my son. And I, he was three years old at the time. I couldn't walk across the room and three-year-olds, you need to chase, <laughs> right? Like, and um, 
So I called the Neurofunctional Institute because I knew all these like rich kids in Aspen were slamming into trees and their parents were, were spending any amount of money to get them out of wheelchairs to help them walk again. And so I ended up going to the Neurofunctional Institute because I was like, I need you to help me not feel pain and to be able to chase my son around the room. I'm, I'm, I feel, you know, my life is paralyzed because I have all these injuries. So, you know, they taught me that my injuries were, were caused from stress, which I, I knew I had done enough of the personal development work at that point. They told me my injuries were caused from stress. And they told me every single client we have, whether it's the CEO of, of, of a large, uh, of a large company, um, or it's, you know, just a single mom, you know, in, in the middle of the middle of the Aspen Valley, um, we're going to, we're going to give you the same material to heal. And most of the materials they use to heal people because they heal through mental intention, I was able to include in the manifesting secrets program. Nice. So I have healing. So I can't, say that I do this, but I have the healing meditations. I have the healing protocol in my program, but because I'm not certified with the neurofunctional Institute, I might get certified with them at some point. Mm. Um, I can't really, you know, sell yeah. them. Yeah. You just, you know, you, you offer what's there and if anything that they need more, they can go to that place specifically. Yeah, but and I mean, I'll like send them to the neurofunctional Institute. The neurofunctional Institute will say, okay, do this, 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 and this. And then they'll say, oh, it's in the Manifesting Secrets program, you know, and so they'll, you, you know, they'll have right. all the guided meditations and everything else that were inspired by them. Um, the, the, the main thing for people who want to heal their bodies, it's pretty simple. Um, the main thing, the number one thing for healing your body is to get out of your sympathetic nervous state, to get out of that fight or flight. Because what happens is when we're feeling anxiety or fear, all of um, all of our blood rushes to our extremities so that we can fight or that we can run. Um, when you're in that state, your, your body actually turns off 60% of your non-vital functions. So like you're alive, but you're not healing, you're not growing, and you're not learning new things. And the problem is most people are in this state of anxiety until they go to bed at night. Right, and, they don't realize it. They think- yeah. They, they think, oh, no, no, I'm not being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. But, well, no, you're trying to answer that email from that pissed-off customer. And, you know, you know, psychologically speaking, your brain can't tell the difference. Well, it's funny because just having someone sneer at you in the grocery store, I was just reading a book um, about, I think it's called um, Lost Connections. Mm. I read it last night, actually. And the... Um, and what what the uh, what the researcher teaches is that you know having someone sneer at you at the grocery store is as traumatic to your brain as getting punched in the face, mm. or having a to do list is as traumatic. Um, which Dr. Richard Davison does a ton of research on this, um, and one of his books is called "The Emotional Life of Your Brain." But a to do list is as traumatic as a saber toothed tiger. Right, and people yeah, I, don't. I, I, it sounds dramatic. People think that that's ridiculous. But when you think about the function of your brain and the function even of society back in the day where getting kicked out of the tribe meant death 
and pissing the wrong person off in the tribe and getting kicked out of the tribe, it does make sense if you kind of like keep your mind open. Now, mm-hmm. I know we can kind of go down a rabbit hole here, but I promised um, to make sure we stayed on track for time. And we're almost out of it for you. So I did want to ask two more things. Uh, number one, obviously, if people want to learn more about you, I imagine going to manifestingsecrets.com is one of the best options. Are there yeah. any other places that you want me to make sure to put in the interview page or you would refer people to? I would love if people joined that beautiful Facebook community. Um, so it's just facebook.com, you know, slash groups slash manifesting secrets. Cool. No and again, I'll, slashes. And I'll have that link again in the interview page. So people will yeah, be able to. Yeah. So I, I would just encourage people to go to the manifesting secrets Facebook group. And the reason is if they want to learn more about um, healing, if they want breath work meditations, if they want meditations to help them get out of that um, sympathetic nervous state and into a place of growing and healing and learning, if they want love coaching, if they just want to learn what neuroplasticity is, you know, I've probably got 50 or 60 videos up 100% for free in that Facebook group. So people can just kind of pick and choose something that inspires them. And then I try to get on there live every day. Um, when I don't have my son, thank you, COVID, for slashing my, my work hours so that I can be <laughs> more efficient, more efficient with my time. But I try to get on a live every day and, and tether something to a real story that's going on in my life. So whether it's discussing, um, you know, confidence or whether it's discussing addiction, I try to do um, really engaging lives every day in the group. So I would say, going there would be fantastic. And manifestingsecrets.com, I'm going to work to leave that as my, um, my webinar page where you can learn about, where you can really learn about some of the science behind the program. Awesome. You are um, so interesting. And I, hopefully maybe I could have you on another time because I, I specifically wanted to talk about neuroplasticity and about the power of the mind today because I knew you had so much to offer. But I'm sure like even if we went on a, a philosophical conversation on the value and power of gratitude and just like the little and big things in life, I'm sure that'd be a wonderful talk. So maybe I can convince you to come back. But um, last question I want to make sure to squeeze in here because I try to ask this of certain people if I think there'll be an, an insightful answer that might serve others. But if you could give advice to like a younger version of yourself, 15 years ago, 10, 20, whatever, like what's the number one piece of advice that you would want to share with that version of you? Mm, what a beautiful question. Um, you know, for, for me, I would, uh, I would get them in the four agreements. If I were to look at me 20 years ago and to think of all the mistakes that I've made, I can tether almost all of them to one of the four agreements, which is um, don't take things personally. You know, and, and I crippled myself with social anxiety and um, got stuck in a lot of bad relationships just because I was extremely self-conscious for a long time. I had... I was riddled with eating disorders my whole twenties. And, um, I think I just, I took everything in life too seriously. And I took everything people said really personally, and I would let it become a cancer in my body. Mm. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, whatever I could do to tell my 20 year old self, let's say about 20 years ago, if I could say stuff, 
you know, the real world doesn't exist out there. It exists in your, in your head and, um, and really to cultivate, um, a love for myself back then I would have done that. But yeah, I would say if I could have memorized and made my religion, the four agreements back when I was in, you know, maybe 20 years old, that would have served me really well instead of not discovering it until I was, you know, in my thirties. <laughs> mm, maybe I'll have to include a link to that book and on the interview page here as well. Cause I know that's a good one. Um, yeah. Steph, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for, for sharing your insight. And we kind of like, I, I intentionally took us a bit down a rabbit hole of what you offer because I knew that it would kind of unlock concepts and ideas for people that they'd like, oh, like a skiing accident can be solved in more, in more than just a physical therapy. Like other, just want to open people up to, to more new, fresh, vivid ideas that mm-hmm. they might be able to utilize for themselves. So thank you so much for coming on, sharing your insight, sharing your gifts, and just being such an awesome guest today. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's truly an honor. And uh, I'm a big fan of, uh, of all your work, and I'll come back anytime. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. Thanks so much, Steph, for such an awesome, insightful interview. And guys listening, again, uh, right now, if you go on the page for episode 59 on ShatterTheMoldPodcast.com, just for the next couple of days, you'll be able to register for a free live training that she's doing. But after that, obviously, we'll have the link for her Facebook group up as well, so you can continue to connect with her and see what she's got going on. And uh, again, this has uh, been a really exciting chat, really exciting interview, and I'm glad that we were able to do this. And uh, obviously, we got more on the way, but... Before we do that, while you can, of course, please pull out that phone, hit that subscribe button, leave a quick, honest, written review while you're at it, and get ready. I've got a lot more awesome guests that I'm hoping to put out in the next couple of weeks. I've got their interviews recorded already, so it's all about really just editing everything and getting it up. So I'm excited, and you should be too, and you will love what I've got in store for you. But with that said, that's all I've got for you today, but uh, I'll definitely be checking in again soon, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.